Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we continue to take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hola. And our resident Jester Jolie. Sup. Oh my god, I cannot believe it. We have made it one year. This is such an awesome feeling for all of us. And so we definitely want to do is just catch up with some old friends, definitely continue our spotlight on Black History Month. And speaking of history, uh, our first guest, an old friend of ours, is going to be making some history of herself, com- herself coming up. Um, our dear friend, uh, Pan-African champion, Miss Trisha Dora. What's up, girl? Hey, how are y'all? Congrats on one year. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank- oh, of course. Oh, man. Yeah. How you been? I've been all right. You know, just trying to change courses and stay nice and fluid with everything going on. Things are just changing day to day, especially in DC. So just trying to stay fluid, stay safe still. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing good. Just kind of going about our business, like three different states, just (laughs) like, like clockwork. (laughs) And I, and I see you still got your belt there. Yes. You're still holding on to that baby. (laughs) I know, right? Well, I I guess I'll just bring it up again. Why not? (laughs) But yeah, that's a beautiful belt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, well, uh, last time we spoke with you, it was um, it was about to be the women's uh, GSI in New Jersey for Synergy, and uh, my internet was crapping out that day, so I didn't get to watch the I didn't get to watch the whole match. But from the clips I saw and from what I saw on Twitter, you and Jordan tore the house down. I know y'all said y'all wanted to do a clinic, and y'all did that for sure. So uh, yeah, so tell us about that match. Uh, you know, I'm not out there alone. You know, Jordan Blade is world class, absolutely. And I would love to work with her again. And she's just a sharp competitor, you know, um, just very sharp overall. But uh, it was just nice to be able to, like, tie up with her, too. We kind of been running along the same circles just in the area. So it was cool. Uh, I think we absolutely have a newfound respect for each other, you know. And right. <laughs> it's just nice seeing, you know, how things have taken off for us because of that match. So. I'm really happy to have had it, and I'm thankful for Synergy for hosting. So. Oh, definitely. And then uh, you went up to the semifinals, but you had you went up against the monster herself, uh, Tasha Steeles. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so <laughs> how, how was it? So how was it tossing up with her? Yeah, that was that was a good time. That was actually the second time we um we met in a tor- tournament. Actually, earlier last year we met at a tournament under Primetime Pro Wrestling. So to do that again this year, you know, to come up short again is just pretty unfortunate. But I imagine her and I'll be tying it up again for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like one thing I've known about you. It's learned about you and everything. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's never the end. You're gonna get your yeah. You're gonna get your feet on that sooner or later, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. So one thing I definitely want to ask you about. And this just like, I don't know if this just like blew up over the past week or if it's something that's been in the talk and everything, but Beyond Wrestling posted Sunday, February 14th, you and Tony Deppen, 60 man Ironman match. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, it all happened. So I can't even explain to y'all how this happened, actually. It's pretty crazy. So of course, you know, Tony Deppen makes his, uh, his intergender call out 
post about, you know, the first intergender, you know, iron match. And I see, and I'm like, oh, look at that over there, <laughs> you know. And, you know, <laughs> naturally I respond and he was totally with it. And I was like, oh, there's that. <laughs> so he retweeted it in response and is saying like, yeah, what do we got to do to get this match to happen? PWI sees it, retweets that and says, yeah, we'll sponsor the match. Tony Deppin takes that, retweets it, and is at Beyond. And I'm like, whoa, this whole thing is like gotten way away. I see it. Then I retweet it, and I at Beyond. And then they make the post saying, hey, you know, bless. <laughs> make all that happen. <laughs> Literally all in the matter of like maybe less than like 12 hours. That kind of all worked itself out. I'm completely grateful I to get kind of swept up in something like this is just you know, there are no accidents, you know? Right. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that there are no accidents. I'm very happy to be a part of this. There's like so many, it's so funny too. Earlier that day, I was just speaking to um, Jonathan Gresham, my mentor, and I was telling him about what my perfect year was, you know, what that would look like, you know, what I had to do each month to kind of make sure that went off right without a hitch. And literally later on that day, all that happened. And that really just kind of checked off like two or three things on the, <laughs> on the list. So I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, the year's starting off great, you know? So I'm just honored that this is all happening this way. I'm so happy about it for real. <laughs> Crazy <Sweet>. stuff. I'm <laughs> getting my cardio situated now, you know, but to, <laughs> to stay ready, you know, <laughs> you stay ready. So you never really have to get ready. So thankfully on such short notice, I believe I'll be able to, you know, keep my wits about me. <laughs> Right. Amen to that. Amen to that. Kayla, you want to get in here real quick before, uh, before Trish has to bounce? Um, I just want to say proud of you for continuing to making that history and also kick some ass at that match. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Jolie. I mean, you just got to hit him with a couple low blows and you'll be fine. Um, but congratulations. <laughs> I'm planning on it. I'm planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, nah, the match looks really cool. And it's not called the Iron Man match. It's hashtag the Iron, Iron match. match yeah. So I like that. I like that. That is cool. I uh, wish you the best of luck. And, um, you know, maybe if you and Jordan don't want to fight each other, mm-hmm. y'all could tag together. Ooh. Look, I mean, I'll just knock you right out of the way. We'll do our thing. Look, me and Jordan now. <laughs> Jordan's so... She's such a sharp competitor, and I'd be happy to work with her in any capacity. So I'm definitely down with that. So <laughs> just putting that out there. Jordan, hit her up. <laughs> I, I know. I, I know some promotion will pick you up on the tag match. <laughs> At beyond. <I> know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, girlfriend. I know you got ain't got much time, so we'll let you bounce and everything. Thanks for coming on, and just congratulations and best luck on the 14th. And like Kayla said, kick his ass. Yes, I appreciate y'all so much. Happy one year. I'll see y'all soon. Thank you. See y'all. All right. Thanks, All thanks right. Trish. Peace. Later. Peace. My daughter. Oh, good times, good times, good times. All right. So another one of our uh, friends of the show, we definitely wanted to get back on here because he was such a hoot to have on last time. And it's like, I swear, if we didn't stop the show, we probably would have recorded for hours. Our buddy, Nelly Costa, a.k.a. Venetius with Coastal Championship Wrestling, CC Dub. What's up, brother? Hey, you give me such a difficult task. I'm following Trisha Dora, who's wonderful. She's a wonderful women's wrestler. I said specifically not to follow a great women's wrestler. I said put 
some lame guy in front of me, but instead you, you know, you make me follow a, a great women's wrestler up on the East coast, Trisha Dora, but thank you. I'm so Hi, happy. Dora. Congratulations on one amazing year. I'm sure one of many amazing years for you guys on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And actually congrats to you too, because uh, you're now a tag champ. Yeah, the CCW World Tag Team Champion, uh, me and the international superstar Ariel Levy. And it's great because um, I think with one exception, I think there's no doubt that we're the greatest tag team in the world. We're the toughest tag team champion. So it's CCW is now the place where tag team wrestling should be. You know, uh, we're, we're bigger than the Young Bucks. Um, we're, we're better than uh, Lorcan and, and Birch. And then uh, I don't even know, uh, I guess in SmackDown, it's, it's, it's Bobby Roode and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Not a problem. The one team in the world I think we might have uh, trouble with would be um, – the Hurt Business, or FTR. But other than that, we're the number one tag team in the world, so I think that's pretty um Or Edge and Christian. Now. I'm just throwing that out there. Edge and Ooh, Christian. Edge and oh, Christian. yeah, Edge and Christian, but we're, we're a little younger than those guys. So I think we can outmaneuver them. But yes. And they haven't had uh, they haven't had enough time. They haven't had enough time to, like, remold, remeld each other. You know, they're, they're still, you know. But yes, we're the greatest tag team in the world. <laughs> oh, man. So, what else, so uh, what's been the latest over at uh, CCW? Man, last night was insane. Um, uh, we had a bash of the brew in Hialeah, Florida. We had about 240 people with social distancing, with masks on, and they were loud as hell. A lot of beer flowing, a lot of uh, barbecue flowing. But uh, I was really upset. We were finally, we, me and Ariel, we finally got our hands on Cha-Cha Charlie. We were finally going to end Cha-Cha Charlie. We were going to destroy him for good. And that rat, that rat, uh, Brian Cage, uh, he interrupted cleared the ring. So in two weeks in Nashville, you're going to see Brian Cage and you're going to see, you know, the uh, uh, South American Alliance in the ring together, even though we're not having a match, but I'm going to get my revenge. Uh, Nashville, February 14th at Enter the Machine. But yeah, Brian Cage was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I think Jolie saw that on Twitter. Uh, Like uh, she saw that on one of y'all's pages earlier, right, girl? Yeah, your Instagram. I was like, wait a minute. I know those chops. <laughs> it was it was a blurry picture because I think he was knocking you out of you out of the ring. Yeah, you, yeah. And yeah, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Those are those are uh, Wolverine chops right there. Yeah, it's yeah. The he, gave me an F, he gave me an F five. He gave a huge pump handle slam to Ariel. But the problem is, is we okay? We had already defended our tag team titles. Ariel had just wrestled for for twenty minutes with Cha Cha Charlie. Okay, we were tired. We were both incredibly tired. And the, and this guy, who wasn't even there at the beginning of the show, I don't know when he even showed up. He shows up in the last 10 minutes, and he, he decides it's a fair fight for him to F5 me and for him to, to uh, hit my partner and almost put his hands on Bill Alfonso. I mean, that's cowardly. Hey, come in and, and wrestle us for 20 minutes, Brian Cage. Don't just come in at the end and think, you know, and, and take all our glory. Those people were on their feet for us, and then he just swoops in and he takes all the applause, you know? Ridiculous. But that's how he is, you know. He's he's an opportunist, I guess. You know, it's, I, I guess I guess it's that uh that uh big shot mentality that some of those exactly. uh those corporate wrestling companies wrestlers have. You know, they think yeah, they I don't own, know what I don't know everything. what his thing I don't know what his deal is in AEW, but I'm sure he's not showing up ten minutes before uh, uh the main event in AEW. Okay. Well, he probably is. He does have Taz yeah. as a mouthpiece. I mean, come on. That's true. That's true. I mean, but though Taz is, you know, Paul Heyman light. Right. So I think, I think Taz, so. He probably shows up twenty minutes, not ten. No, I, I think Taz is one of those weird guys who, um, I, you know, I I think in in like his character, he's that guy. But I think he's the guy who prepares so much. You know, like he sometimes you hear him on commentary and he acts like he doesn't know, but he knows everybody. But that being said, you know, uh, uh, Taz, uh, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, uh, uh, Taz's kid, I guess, is walking around. If any of them 
step in, step their foot into coastal championship wrestling, they're going to have to walk through Venetius and they won't be able to. And they're going to have to walk through the South American Alliance with Bill Alfonso. We're the greatest tag team in the world. You know, maybe us in the Hurt Business, that's the match everybody wants to see, of course, but we're the greatest tag team in the world. I think there's no question. Okay, truth be told, um, we're really excited to have Brian on. We're excited to have Brian in two weeks. And uh, um, it was awesome. I mean, it was just so cool. Uh, he's been training at the facility, at the CCW training facility with us, coming and showing guys like a lot of stuff. So the last like couple of months have been awesome. He, he I guess, has a, a deal here in South Florida. So he's been around, which has been awesome. And, and he's so helpful to everybody in the team. And it's been really cool. But on top of that, there's so much good stuff happening in, in CCW in general. We had uh, Carlito and, um, and Eddie Colon. A couple of weeks ago, uh, that's who we won our tag belts back from. You know, they were sitting in Puerto Rico because of COVID. They were they're scared of COVID. They're they're they have this COVID protocol. Like they couldn't come to Miami to defend the belts. When they finally did, they lose them uh, to us. So you know, it's been um, it's been good. It's a lot of revolving stars, and it's a lot of you know. We're so lucky to be in Florida to have a lot of um, ability to run shows. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like Texas, Georgia, and Florida uh, is where you see all the shows happening. It's because you know, you know. The, the, the governors are allowing at least, you know, uh, uh, sporting events to take place, you know, but we are social distancing. We're, we're asking people to wear masks. And of course we do the temperature checks. If anybody is sick, you know, stay home, which I think even when this pandemic is over and, you know, everyone has their vaccine or whatever, you know, whatever makes this thing go away. I think people are still going to have that same mentality. You know, if you're sick, stay home, like forever, you know, like it's never going to stop. So. Yeah. Cause I, I unfortunately had to, make that decision because i was supposed to go to mission pros event last night but i had to bail out of it because i hadn't been feeling good for the last uh for the last few days so uh, that was very unfortunate yeah yeah yeah. it's good (laughs) it's better you're being you're being gracious you know you're not um you're not uh getting anyone else sick either so that's good yeah exactly oh man hey hey kayla who do you who do you think it'd be a better matchup uh for venetius and everything bobby lashley or cage (laughs) <laughs> well truthfully be told i'm not a huge fan of brian cage um but i honestly wouldn't mind bobby lashley because i think you know that would definitely either whoever came out on top obviously we hope you will nilio because you Thank know you. but um because i'm but, in front of you right now no 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 saying no no dude no dude i would tell him i hope he loses i, I would honestly <laughs> I, I am the smart ass. I told Drew McIntyre, and I like Roman Reigns. I like this was last in WrestleMania 35. I told Drew when I met him at Access, I hope you beat the shit out of Roman because I like Drew more. And sure. I would tell Bobby Lashley, Nelio's going to whoop that ass. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm not taking any Dominators, Daddy. I don't, I'm not going to do anything. Fonzie will be there. I know he has MVP. He has MVP in his corner, who's great as well. But I think I have the great one of the greatest managers of all time. So I think that just puts the advantage in my direction. Yeah, but wouldn't that also put a little strain? on mvp since he does have roots with cc 100 percent. he you know in 2000 you know that in 2004 uh uh dan ackerman bruno sassy they gave him a key to the training facility this is when he had to come out of prison he was going through a lot of stuff and that made we he was called antonio banks then but that made mvp so i have a feeling he would have mixed loyalties to what was going on in the ring you know he would want to be inside the side of ccw in his heart he would want to be on that side CCW because he knows a WWE contract can last five years, can last seven years, can last three years, can last one year. I mean, they could be, they could be, you know, uh, a problem can happen and those guys will leave. But a CCW guy is a CCW guy for life. You know, he, he can walk in tomorrow and he's a CCW guy. Uh, uh, so I think he'll understand that, you know, I know they say it's, what is it like WWE forever, but 
WWE is temporary. CCW is forever. So I would say that puts us in our in our on our side for MVP. <laughs> but but that being said, um, I, I uh, MVP will be have a, a a part in CCW over the next couple months because we are putting our first ever Hall of Fame inductee for the CCW Hall of Fame. So we've been doing this 17 years. We have our anniversary show March 20th, and um, we put our first ever Hall of Famer um, and. It's not going to be MVP. That's the news here because everyone's expecting it's going to be MVP. Uh, it's not going to be MVP. Um, it's not going to be Santana Garrett. It's not going to be uh, a Hurricane or Carlito or any of the other guys. It's going to be a CCW guy that uh, maybe not everybody knows, but he's amazing. And he was the CCW guy from beginning um, until until recently. So we have our first goal, first ever CCW Hall of Fame induction. MVP will have some part in it. Uh, I'm hoping he can actually be there and, and accept the award for him. But that will happen on March 20th. So, you know, even though he's a WWE guy, you know, like I said, you're CCW for life. But we have a huge, we have so much huge stuff coming up that it's like, I can't even think straight. I have so many, so many shows, so so many matches, so many things, you know. But I want to yeah. know about you guys. Like, what do you guys think about the upcoming WrestleMania? What do you guys think about AEW now working with Impact Wrestling? Like, wh- wh- where is wrestling going now that it's like AEW turned into this like super indie, super show, like all of a sudden, a- super indie and AEW dark. And then a super show when, when Gallows and Anderson and stuff, like, do they have a chance to topple the WWE? No, there, there's, no. There's, there, there's no way in hell because there's a lot more loyalty. Yes, a lot of people are pissed off when it comes to Vince and everything that Vince... Um, by that but that is also his wife everything like a lot of people were hating on linda even though she literally has nothing to do with the company right now but like there was so much hate during this last election that it wasn't even funny and people were just like bullshitting and saying shit and i was like i i literally had to take time off uh social media um all that fun stuff um but yeah no i don't think that they are able to topple wwe the only way they would be able to topple wwe is if khan bought it out from under him and that would never happen they will never, nobody, unless Vince, you know, has a secret clause in his will, it's never going to happen. I could see a partnership down the line between AEW, WWE. I could see a partnership between all of these companies because you've got people like Tama Tango who are saying, hey, WWE, come work with New Japan. And you got Kenta showing up. And then you've got all the smarks going, oh, look, they're working with New Japan. And they they never should have let go of Kenta. Unfortunately, WWE had to let go of Kenta because he was constantly injured with the scheduling. With and with New Japan, he doesn't have to wrestle such a, a strenuous, you know, schedule. Schedule, yeah, it's a great point. I mean, that's like the one thing about the indies. A lot of indie guys can save their bodies. I mean, I think that's one of the one things that actually kind of pissed me off because they said like the average age of all the guys was like in the forties for the Royal Rumble. They said there's two under the age of thirty. Something yeah, like that. I remember that. But, yeah. but that's change. That's changing in wrestling. You know, like um, you know, a guy my age. It's funny because it's like you know, I'm thirty. I'm thirty four now. Jesus, I almost said I was thirty three. Uh, stop! Stop! Uh, stop! Thirty four ain't nothing. Stop! I can't believe I am. I was like, I'm thirty two. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, you know how like you stop at a certain age. Uh, but uh, you know, but it's so funny because it's it's exactly right. I heard the same thing. Like Damian Priest, thirty eight or something, thirty seven. And then when you hear these ages. Like AJ Styles, um, it's funny because you think of Ric Flair in 97 was like 42 or 43. And now AJ Styles is turning 42. And it's like, but Flair in 97 was ancient. And now I think of Styles as young, you know what I mean? Like youngish, you know? So it's a weird thing. Like, And it's also like, uh, 
you know, when you hear the stories of those guys back then, like, uh, you know, how much drinking and drugs they were doing. So like uh, 40, 40 year old, 1997, when you're drinking all night till five in the morning, like, hey, go to the Muriel, let's go drink till four in the morning. Like, uh, uh, you know, Ric Flair's body, like, you know, it was a different body than AJ Styles, who I think doesn't do a bunch of drugs and stuff. So I think that's something too, but uh, it's also taking a lot longer for people to mature in wrestling. You know, like we had a, a guy last night, Cameron, who's 21 and he, brought the house down last night. Uh, he, he's awesome. Um, and uh, I was looking at him and he's the exception to the rule now. Like anyone below the age of 25 can't work. Like, you know, it's just not, doesn't work anymore. And it seems like just people who are older, find, they, it takes longer to maybe get it. So I, I don't know, you know, why is it that the, like you said, the Royal Rumble, the average age is 40, but they don't, they don't seem as old to me as they used to. And, and the funny part was like, everybody was, everybody bitches about the wwe bringing in all these old timers and then once sting comes out oh sting's not gonna wrestle oh now he's wrestling it's all a big fucking deal it's just like y'all really need to just i feel like i'm even though i don't like aew but again a lot of that has to do with how they treat stuff and actually a lot of it has to do with chris jericho being a douchebag and not stay like whoever runs his facebook page really needs to be fucking fired because of the fact that they allowed so much hateful garbage and bullshit for the lovely Miss Gabby who just came out as a trans woman and I get booted off for calling people out on their transphobia I, I get kicked but off he did that, he, he did that recently I didn't even realize that he yeah did no that. he 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 posted the report like the 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 post about it but you know he, he should say something like you know I don't condone hate speech against got you yeah against yeah, trans people don't say that stuff on my page even if he doesn't run it he needs to own up to it and this is not the first time that guys like Jericho and guys like Cody haven't stood up a lot of it happened when Nyla was and that's one of the reasons why I lost my first Twitter page because I defended Nyla Rose against trans transphobic assholes yeah. no and, and you see every time the nyla rose posts anything or AEW posts oh no it's worse when when aew posts something about nyla rose if you look at the replies they're insane you know and it's all this it's, it's like all the same i mean i think it's all, all the same hundred guys you know in in the south it looks like to me but it's it's disgusting and it's it's insane you know and and uh, in all honesty yeah. they need to say something and start blocking these people and start banning these right. people and exactly yeah. they're just letting it perpetuate and it's like that's one of the major reasons why like one of the reasons why i've actually not liked the product i mean i've watched some of their stuff they've got good matches but you know and they're talking about oh they're bringing all these in these women in from the joshi women from japan in yeah. and that's good that's great let's get a little bit more introduction to joshi style wrestling i'm looking forward to that but it shouldn't have taken this long to get that done when we were promised a product um but speaking of the rest of i have the a theory i have a theory on the women's uh aew thing you know is uh uh and i, and I think it, it leads into the, everything that kenny omega is doing and i don't want to speak on I'm, i want to say that this opinion is is my own so I, I i'm not speaking on anything that i heard because i was at i was at aew a couple of weeks ago and and i was at AEW about a month ago, a month and a half ago backstage. So I don't want to say, so this isn't like, this is my theory. And I think Kenny Omega, who was brought in to make the women's division mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of Cody Rhodes in a certain way. And that Cody Rhodes, because he was the son of the son of the plumber, because he's Dusty's son. He, he strives. He, he loves to be the man. He is the boss. He walks around. He wants to book he wants to tell guys you're not ready. He wants to be the man. And it's clear because he's next to Tony Khan. He's with Tony Khan. He's 
he's a part of that process. And maybe, I'm just saying this, maybe Kenny Omega is the opposite. And that really hurt him to take the executive vice president role. And, and in, in a way, the Bucks too. Because I think maybe where they got here and they didn't realize, like, you have to go and you have to tell women wrestlers or, or you know, your friends or your whatever. And you have to say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going. And you didn't do it right. You didn't do it well. And Cody strives at that. You know what I mean? He lives in it. And I feel like Kenny, like, maybe ret- maybe retracted into himself, you know, maybe was anxious about that. And so I think it hurt the product and it hurt the women's product because there was no one taking care of it the way that should have been taken care of. And I think that all leads to why Don Callis is there. It all leads to the angle that Kenny's doing. And I think it all like, it, that was all, a, in my opinion, I feel like that was, you know, Kenny getting through some changes he needed to do in his life. Now, that being said, now with this tournament, now with a lot of things that they're doing, I think we're past that. And I think you're going to see more things happening, especially with how well the women are doing on AEW Dark. They have a lot of great women on the undercard. I know for a fact that the WWE is kicking themselves in the head because they lost the opportunity to get Anna Jay because she's she's not an AEW style female wrestler. She's a WWE style female wrestler. She just so happened to walk into the uh, Nightmare Academy six months ago and now she's on television and now she's going to be a star. So you're going to have uh, uh, Tay Connie and uh, Christy James. Christy James will be wrestling at Enter the Machine on February 14th. She's a wonderful girl. She's a friend of mine. She's a Brazilian. Um, So you have people like that who are in the mix, who are in the potential to be future AEW female stars. And I think now you have, from what I can see, you, you have a completely different organizational style with the women's wrestlers, more similar to the male wrestlers. And with some guys that have a little bit more experience in the process, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, uh, Jerry Lynn. So Dustin Rhodes now. Dustin Rhodes now has taken a huge step forward in the women's division, um, at least on AEW Dark, you know, literally to the, to, to the point of sitting with, newer female wrestlers and going through their match move by move with them. So that, I don't think that was happening on day one. So I think these things are going to potentially show a future positive for all elite wrestling, but you're hundred percent right. The women's division is not as good as impact women's division. It's definitely not as good as NXT. I mean, the NXT women's division is the best division in all of pro wrestling right now. Um, Agreed. But that's not fair because they took Io Shirai and they took um, Johnny Gargano's, um, Candice LeRae. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Candice LeRae. I was going to say, yeah. Candice LeRae, and you took guys, women who were just amazing, and then they, they signed them. And I don't think AEW had that opportunity, you know? If they had, like, I'm trying to think of a women's wrestler that could have just knocked them out of the park day one, and it would have been Io Shirai. If AOA- no, Deanna Perazzo. I'll be perfectly fucking okay. honest. Deanna Perazzo, yeah, if they yeah. signed, if, if AEW got her before she went to Impact, Definitely would have knocked that out of the park. Um, but I think there's heat. I think there's heat with her and some people over there. And there's, I mean, obviously there's Tessa, whether you say, you know, like obviously, you know, nobody, you know, Tessa's Tessa, but like uh, nobody 100% knows what her situation is. Um, I do know for a fact AEW had an offer to her. Uh, so the WWE. Do, so the WWE, but that would be the one that she would be the, if she walks into AEW, uh, she's the number one women's wrestler in AEW, you know? So it's kind of like, there's someone out there, but. I think Deanna Perrazzo had issues with certain people there, which is, you know what? That's a great point. So AEW and WWE, both great companies, but WWE runs things like if let's say a wrestler is not well liked by three or four guys in the roster in the WWE, it doesn't matter. He's going to be signed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in all elite wrestling, I can't tell you how many times I heard like, oh, this guy's awesome, but he had a problem in Michigan with this guy and he had a problem with, and it's like, yeah, you're going to have problems with all those guys, but they adhere to that stuff. And I think there's two things like 
the 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 backstage of all elite wrestling is so chill everybody's friends they communicate through instagram uh messages and then the backstage in wwe is all done by email and all official you know so i think you're going to have situations where like someone like diana perrazzo literally because there's someone that she has an issue with she's not going to be signed it might hurt wwe i don't know you know but it's just something you know something as well it's just the tale of two companies you know yeah, like they, they, but, they uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kat. No, nah, no, nah, I was just gonna say, and everything, but of course, Kayla's always had her running theory about AEW and WWE that they're working together, daddy. Yeah, Kayla, exactly. it's like secret, yeah. like a because I mean, <laughs> like, um, I've stated multiple times on episodes, like a good friend of mine, you know, that I've met where I work at, and um, he, you know, we when we get the ch- well, now that we're, he's on line two and I'm on line four, we don't really get to talk much. But when we, you know, we've always had this thing like, did you see who showed up there? Well, did you see who's here? You know, it's just I don't know. Um, it's, just the be- it's the best part when somebody jumps, right? When somebody yeah, jumps but it just don't it's add best. up. It's like even though like not too long ago you just had, you know. I'll put example, Bret Hart, not too long ago, was on WWE. Not too long ago, he was on AEW. Okay. Yes, he's a legend. I understand he can, you know, jump. But it's just, even part as being a legend, you still kind of still have that contract a little bit with WWE. So, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. But until they come out and say, no, Tony Khan and Vince McMahon and Cody and all these people are not working together, I'm going to keep to that but well you know know, there's uh, to add some fuel to that like people like peyton royce people like jeff hardy uh people like adam cole they're backstage sometimes in both companies so there's that Mm -hmm. but i think it's also just like for an example someone like bret hart um you have a certain amount of money bret hart will come and do whatever you you know like he's very like there's certain guys like there's certain legends and stuff like uh that you can just call and say hey like I mean, I can call him and say, like, kick my cousin in the head, you know, million <laughs> here's how much yours. money, you know, like, no, like, it's a lot less than that. And he'll, they'll be like, all right, give me, the, give me the flight in the hotel and then you're good. So, you know, but, it's, right. you know, but it, it is funny, you know, it, it is, uh, um, it is funny. Like there, wrestling is all interconnected, you know, guys are always with each other and, and working each other. So yeah, there's always going to be something like that, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like when um, the New Day had their outfits for Brody. That was beautiful at the Rumble. Oh, with someone like with someone like uh, uh, Brody Lee, yeah, I mean that's like the, he he had deep roots with both um, companies, like very very deep roots with both companies, and he was a uh, uh, you know it's funny because I'd always heard as I, I I had met him twice, but I never like met met. I didn't say like two words to him, but like you know uh, he was like wearing a hat one time, and he like gave me one of these, and then there was another time where he was literally just walking next to me. And I'd always heard that he's just like a really quiet, sarcastic guy. But it's funny because I've, that narrative still stands. But like to his friends, to his close friends, like he was a really great guy. So, you know, it's crazy to lose someone. And how old was he? Was he what? 30? 41. Oh, he's 41. Okay. Still he, horribly you're, young. you're younger than me. Yeah. Horribly, yeah. You're younger horribly, than me. horribly young. And, uh, you know, you have both companies. Like, I think it was good that both companies claimed him as their own you know he was luke harper and he was Brody lee you know and even though he hated he hated the wwe at the end that that was a really bad the, w- the way that he had to leave was bad like when he came back and he did that international show and he he, he barely told he basically told everyone i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna work an amazing match i'm gonna make sure that they have to use me and he did so and everybody was clapping and everyone said he's back and then they didn't use him and then he left so that's a, as bad a way you can leave as possible. But, 
you know, from your friends and from everyone there. And even even my daughter, she says she's mad that, that they did that to Brody Lee. She's really upset. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's still, he was still such a, a good friend to everyone. So, yeah, you know, wrestling is all interconnected. Butch Reed just died. And he's a, yeah. a, a Florida, he was oh, huge, stuff like that. And everyone everyone should have a, a, a 10 bell salute in a moment of silence, no matter what company, whether he worked for us or not, you know, in, in that situation. Yeah. We're all a brotherhood. Wrestlers are all a brotherhood. Yes. Oh, man. All right. Well, before we, before we uh, let no, you no, go. No, no, no. It's your one anniversary show. I need to hear from each of you. What are some of the best moments over this last year that you guys had? Some of the most fun moments uh, uh, that you <laughs> besides guys Besides yourself, besides. Obviously, obviously my highlight, my just constant talking is a highlight. But beside you guys. Besides, you're sorry, besides you're interviewing us on our own show. <laughs> no, but it's your year anniversary show. So I want to know from each of you, what is the best or like the most like, you know, you guys, you guys were, you know, you weren't you weren't media a year ago. You were fans. Now you're media. So before you were media, like what were the moments where you're like, wow, this is something that's cool that happened in the last year let's start with you cat oh man just um like getting a chance to like do all the different interviews and stuff like that because it's like we've had you we had trish jordan played um we started the season off with shal guerrero and um it's like the the range of like who has so much potential and it's so sad to see today you know with she's going through a lot of stuff and anxious and stuff like that so yeah but but yeah she's a huge guest and the other guests but go ahead continue sorry i didn't mean to cut you off that's okay and then also because it's like where everyone's located because it's like our first independent wrestler we talked to was in california and then we've talked to people like you're in florida northeast we actually talked to somebody over in the uk it's just like how widespread it's like we're becoming and everything and it's like yeah we're it's only been a year um and it's like we're we're still kind of relatively a little small and everything but it's like we're growing we're growing and being able to sponsor uh wrestling events and indie indie wrestling events and everything so just it's just been it's amazing to see like what we've been able to do in this year i love it what about you who me yeah you honestly it was (laughs) it was shal guerrera for me I mean, I've loved everything. I've loved learning everything that we've been doing. I've learned, I loved doing everything, learning how to do the editing with the software, getting you a headset, getting a new mic, getting a new camera. So one day, hopefully we can actually eventually do this live on Twitch on like a Sunday show. You know, that that's our goal right there, Twitch or YouTube, one of the two. But getting to meet Shaw Guerrera and before the show started, I was able to tell her how much her dad meant to me. And it's like getting to talk to you guys after stream is what means more to me than anything else. I love what we do on stream, but being able to tell her how much her dad meant to me, showing her the action figure of her dad and Rey Mysterio and saying, when I meet you, I'm going to have you sign this. So like, it's stuff like that. G- getting told by you, Nelio, that all right, that if we're ever down, if I'm ever down in, in Tampa or wherever you guys are at, I have media access at any of your shows. That 100%. means the world to me. That's you awesome, know, yeah. so it's, it's what... It's the littler things about the networking and, you know, it's, you know, hearing Trish and her story, hearing Jordan and her story, and it's giving faces to the humanity of what wrestling is over what the brutality of what wrestling is, if that makes sense. No, hundred percent. And, and being able to tell Eddie Guerrero's daughter, how much Eddie meant to you. And that's just, it just blows my mind. You know, I, I've spoken to her a couple of times. I, and just in passing said like, Hey, you know, and I'm sure she hears it every day, but it's so meaningful. And then like you said, I feel the same way, like yesterday in the locker room, you know, before the show talking with my guys, before we do the show, 
is is as important like the process is as important as the actual thing so i'm so glad that you said that like the process is amazing like like on our side setting up the ring but on your side yeah let's set this up let's let's find the guest let's uh uh let's go live let's um you know uh sponsor some stuff so i love it it's the same it's the same thing in wrestling so it's, it's wrestling and it's life but it's wrestling yeah all right kayla what do you got um Obviously, the guest, however, sponsorship, like uh, Kat said, we are, you know, still small, but we're building. And most of all, if I honestly had to say, I think it's how much of a bond that Kat and Jolie and I have. Like, when we first met, we were complete strangers. We didn't know who each other were. And all of a sudden, it's like, let's throw a podcast together. Now, I look at these two, like, two of the sisters I never had, you know, and it's just being able to share a year with them in a podcast, express our feelings. I honestly feel like that is probably the best part of this. Um, you know, being able to share, hear Jolie rant about how much she hates Seth Rollins, you know, just, <laughs> you know, it. different, you know, different <laughs> things, you know, be with something we share. And like I said, when we started out as two strangers, we didn't know, you know, where this would go. You know, honestly, I'm not going to, I'm going to admit, I thought maybe a couple months you know, people said, you ain't going to make it. Look where we're at now. One of these days, it. we're going to be in wheelchairs, and we're still going to be ranting and raving about wrestling it. together. So the last, the, last count I ha- the last count I had and everything, and this is after we had to set up the platform again, over 800 listens. I love it. And that's from zero, you know? Like, uh, that's it's beautiful, you know? And then exactly, like, br- br- one of the things is pro wrestling always brings people together. It really does. Like, there's times when you have someone who you don't even know, and you can start talking about wrestling and then it's like your friends, like, you know, each other because you know the same things you talk about the same things you get like, you know, like uh, uh, Jolie, you're telling me like stuff like that, the stuff that I haven't heard yet, you know? So it's like, Oh, like we speak the same language, you know, we don't have to hang out every single day, but we speak the same language. You're, you're, yeah. you, you know, I know why you don't like Seth Rollins, you know, <laughs> I know those things. So it's like, it's cool, you know? So that's what I think makes wrestling amazing. And that's what makes, you know, this whole thing amazing. So a year is a great, is a great starting point. You know, it's a, it's a great, um, it's, it's a great milestone to a great starting point. It yeah. Really- and it's like, yeah, definitely. And I think speaking for all three of us, you def- it's like, you've definitely been like up there as far as like one of our favorite guests, because it's like, uh, it, it, it's like, we could just keep the ball rolling like hours yeah. and hours with you. Mario. It's not even funny. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the next, the next time any of us are in Florida, actually like, 100%. In Florida, but yeah it's no like and, and, and uh, you're talking about maybe doing like a live a live uh thing uh we should do is get like two or three guests and before a show we do a little live q a like that a, a talk and then we wrestle the show afterward you know like we do like a five o'clock uh, q a with some people you guys are are the you know the the, the hosts <laughs> yeah they, exactly they, they host. <laughs> and then you know uh uh you know i'd love to do it so you let me know you know you get a you get we, we get a little audience there it'll be fun Awesome. Nelio, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, buddy. Thank you guys. Hey, thank you. Congratulations on one year. And uh, thank you for, you know, help, always helping to promote. You guys are always retweeting CCW stuff. You guys are always retweeting and, and commenting on stuff that happens on a live wrestling and awesome. And just, I really appreciate it. No, definitely. Anytime. We'll definitely catch up with you later. Awesome. All right. Enjoy the, enjoy the anniversary show. You guys uh, have a few beers <laughs> for the Super Bowl and the anniversary show. Okay. The Super Bowl too. We'll, we'll do, Bucks. we'll do, we'll do. All right. All right. <laughs> oh man oh that's crazy that's crazy oh it's with him bringing up 
Shawl, I was going to say, I wanted to say, um, if she does listen to this episode, Shawl, we here love you, support you, no matter what you do. Um, we know, I personally know what mental health struggles are like. We all have felt it. And no matter what you do, the Queens have your back. And if you ever want to come back on our show and just talk about burlesque shows, you're more than welcome to do that as well. Amen. You're always welcome guest on our show, no matter what you want to talk about, because you are an amazing woman and you are fighting the stigma that is attached to mental illness. And for that, we thank you. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Okay. So kind of wrapping up things here. Uh, we definitely want to continue our spotlight for black history month and Jolie, who do you, who do you have today? Well, I picked the Blasian baddie Mia Yim. Everybody knows Mia was originally in TNA in the dollhouse as jade and then she got her big break at the may young classic with a bittersweet um standing ovation and cheer after one of her good friends basically uh was out for the rest of the year with a knee injury and that was when tegan knox lost her match against Rhea, and i mia lost him mia and Rhea, that's a tongue twister and mia i think had lost as well and the audience at the may young classic at nxt was cheering and saying sign Mia and that's why she got signed because of the power of the fans and how much she's loved by the fans um mm-hmm. but my my uh my pull to her uh is a actually a lot of outside of wrestling I loved watching when she was streaming on Twitch um her gaming I love her relationship with um Keith Lee I think that is one of the cutest couples and honestly, I follow her for her dog. Her bulldog, Prince Stannis, is one of the most adorable bulldogs <laughs> ever. Um, I see great things happening with her as Reckoning, even though right now she's a little bit off TV. Um, but honestly, if you ever want to uh, read a story, you know, her personal story uh, is on Chasing Glory by, uh, that's Lillian Garcia has her on Chasing Glory, where she talks about her past and she talks about her actual, her real relationship with Shelton Benjamin, not the <laughs> fake one that she has, always <laughs> saying that she hates him and all that stuff. I mean, I love them on Twitter, but Mia is such an inspiration on never giving up on perseverance. Um, she has definitely a bright future. I can't wait to see her back in the ring, whether it is as Reckoning or as um, Mia, but she has such yeah. a, a bright bright future ahead of her and i am so glad that we get to appreciate her and i that's why i wanted to spotlight her because she has such an amazing story and the funny thing is one of her first matches at nxt i think back in 2014 mm-hmm. she went to impact but she actually fought charlotte flair and so i thought yeah, that, I remember that, that. that was cool when they actually had to have got their actual quote-unquote match but it was technically a rematch and that match was very good despite what anybody says yeah i i just i love mia she has this spark about her she's this energy about her i mean i know we were talking beforehand like you know about me with access and how i missed out on meeting bianca and mia because they put her with kurt angle of all people assholes. <laughs> like seriously but yeah right? um, but i am going to keep by next week one a uh, surprise because one i haven't decided because it's, it's between three of them three people right now so um and actually i just mentioned the one it's between shelton benjamin and two others but they're not a part of the heart business so you can forget that so uh, okay yeah no no it's um 
I've always liked Shelton yeah. Benjamin, so he's one of the people I want to talk about, but I don't know if he's going to be this week or or next week or the week after, but he's definitely on my list because he is such a journeyman in the company. And uh, okay, so yeah, that is who I picked. Mia and possibly Shelton next week, which would be funny since, you know, they quote unquote hate each other. <laughs> but it was so cute um, how he tweeted out after she announced that she was positive and everything he tweeted out seriously that there's bigger and brighter things for her and just kind of wished her well and stuff like that so it's like you could tell it's like when they switch it on and off on twitter and everything oh yeah you can definitely tell but when you find out this her story and when you find out how much he helped her get out of that situation how much of an inspiration they are yeah again go list look for uh chasing glory with lillian garcia it's on youtube and she does have the Mia Yim episode. It's it's definitely worth to hear, and it's definitely a heartbreaking story. But you know, she she is the Blasian baddie, and I one okay. I kind of wish that she comes back at Mia Yim because I loved her theme music, even though they'll probably change her theme music. But still, <laughs> all right, Kayla, who's your spotlight on? Um, my spotlight is on Miss Brandy Rhodes. Um. Before I go into detail exactly, um, anybody that follows EDF Sports Wrestling Twitter, I am enjoying the Black History Month each day. And just curious, uh, since I was um, talking about her today on the podcast, I was like, well, I'm going to make Brandy number one for February 1st. Showing how much okay. she was appreciated, she ended up getting 117 likes and 17 retweets. And I honestly didn't realize how much respect and you know people liked her or whatever but um many of you miss brandy rhodes obviously is your wrestler um she's a ring announcer she's a model businesswoman she's been on tv um she is has been in wwe she was part of the when uh nxt was fcw she was part of that as a ring announcer in 2011 under the name eden styles um then she was released and returned back to wwe in 2013 where they shortened her name just to eden picked up ring announcing again did a little bit of i don't think she wrestled no she did not wrestle but she ended up marrying everybody we know quite well cody rhodes um then shortly and then when cody asked for his release shortly after that she left um she has been in his corner um on the independent circuits he's wrestled in TNA and impact with her by himself with her by his side far as ring of honor um then she did a little work in wonder world ring stardom and then in 2019 she became the chief branding brand officer of AEW um where she's also compete you know she didn't really have much history but you know it's just being able to see what she's accomplished and appreciate her for it and honor her for it and posting her on Twitter as one of the appreciations and seeing how people react, you know, is very cool to see. So, um, and as far as the next week to goes, I'm kind of bouncing back between three people. I really don't know exactly who I'm choosing yet, but you two will probably find out in text messages before the podcast drops. But um, but thank you, Miss Brandy Rhodes, um, for everything you've done. And that is it. Thank you. 
Yeah, we always have like a text message going throughout the week. So yeah, I mean, as far as like next week, I have no idea yet. But for this week, oh, haven't seen her too much on TV lately. But one person that always stands out to me is Big Swole herself. Um, she started her. Um, she she is actually a former. Uh, she was in Air Force and everything. So she's definitely uh, proud of. Um, she always mentions that loud and proud on Twitter and everything. She actually got her wrestling debut back in 2015. Funny enough, she actually had a match uh, appearance on Raw and then also like an appearance in the 2018 May Young Classic, even though she got defeated in the first round. She is actually the current Phoenix of the Rise champion. She won the title in August of 2019 and is still holding it to date. Um, she made her first appearance in AEW in August of 2019, also in one of their battle royals. And then uh, she officially signed in December. And since then, she's been a little spitfire. And the one thing that stood out to me the most was her rivalry with Britt Baker, including throwing her in a dumpster. <laughs> that was always funny. And then these days, she is on, she, go, she can go on and on on Twitter. Because, of course, she is married to Cedric Alexander, and she's, we all know she's loving this heel side of him. And I just can't wait until she definitely gets more opportunities to shine and possibly actually legitimately go after um, the AEW women's title. So I just had to, had to spotlight her a little bit, and I just can't, I just can't wait to see what comes up from her. And... And like I said, next week, I have no idea yet who I'm going to spotlight. Oh, man. Oh, Kayla, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Other than happy anniversary to our podcast. And no, and I'm great to be on this adventure with both of you very much. Yeah. All right, Jolie. You guys let me bitch, moan, and complain. And I have a platform to do it on. I've been actually very grateful because this has actually given me a lot of uh, editing uh, skills when it comes to audio. I think I've, from one year to now, I've definitely gotten better. Y'all have to tell me regardless. Um, it's funny that we started up with belly up and well, that went belly up and we survived longer than they did. And uh, I don't mean to throw some jade, I mean shade towards uh, our old company, but you know, you had no faith in us. And I know you didn't have any faith in us because you kept belittling me and shit that I did. And because I was focusing more on this, you fired me. Even though I was told because I was a podcaster, I would be safe. So I'm glad that y'all did what you did because we're thriving. We're surviving. 800 listens in over in a year. Bruh. We and win. that's just on the new and that's just on the new platform. I think we had a couple hundred with the other one. Exactly. So we've we've had over a, a thousand listens. Because y'all decided to be petty and kick us off without letting us figure out how to switch it over. So I don't like being petty, but na 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 fa fa fuck you. Um, sorry. They these ladies know that I was told as long as I'm doing something podcast or writing articles, I wouldn't be let go. And I had to interact with a stupid post on Slack. I did, and boom, I was gone. Like, they kicked a lot of people out, didn't they? A lot of good people. Mm -hmm. A lot of good people that are now everyday sports fans. Mm -hmm. Another company that actually is thriving. Oh, yeah. So, so I've, I've been glad that I've been going on this journey with y'all. I'm glad that this has helped me, you know, move towards 
doing new things. Um, I'm actually, I did my first stream a couple weeks ago while editing our podcast, talking about my new podcast. The Jester's Form is coming out, whether it's going to be exclusively a Twitch um, feature or if I'm going to actually put it on to the platform like the Queen's Takeover is. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm going to start streaming even if I'm editing, just so you guys can see what I do and listen to the, the shit that I got to say. Because pop culture is really fucked up right now, y'all. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got a lot to vent about. But I am I am the baby sister in my family. So I'm, I'm glad I'm no longer the baby. I'm the middle child that gets away with everything. Kayla, you the baby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Kayla, what do you got to say? Or, yeah, you already talked. Sorry, never mind. I'm tired. <laughs> Cat. Cat. <laughs> it's funny. It's like Kayla's Kayla's nicknamed the boss lady, but she's the baby, and I'm technically the mom of the group because I'm the old because I'm I'm the big sister out of everybody because I'm the oldest. That's funny as hell. <laughs> and I'm the loud mouth. Yeah. 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 But we love you. We love you, Jester. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but um this is definitely help help me come out of my shell. A little bit more because before it's like if you give me a pen and paper or give me a computer and everything I could type all day and just type my words out and I never thought in a million years I was actually having a conversation with my nephew my eldest nephew who got me into wrestling and I told him it's funny how um, almost 16 years later I'm actually I never knew that 16 years later just a weekend of us together with lead to me like writing for a website um becoming in this an, an assistant wrestling editor and also having my and ask and actually having a podcast to talk about wrestling with two women and it's just like i never thought i would it, it's hard to imagine everything come out this way and i've just been so grateful for this last year and Yes, we are. And yes, we're still a little relatively small and everything, but it's like, it's like we're taking like baby steps to get our names out there. And I just can't wait to see what happens next. And the funniest thing about everything is we still haven't met each other in person yet. Well, hopefully that, <laughs> hopefully that'll change next year at WrestleMania, if not beforehand. But oh, Nelio, you can hook a girl up. You got, you got Kayla. Kayla can be co- uh, coastal champion wrestling go to there we go hey yeah there you go (laughs) oh man all right well we do we definitely want to thank everyone who's taken a second to respond to our tweets take a slow second take a listen take any kind of interest in our podcast thank you so much for your support and we definitely look forward to what's coming up next in this fall in this in our second year so that's all we have for this episode of the queen's takeover thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues y'all have a good one